Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop's World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. edition of Swiss Road Late Night. It is September 14, 2016, and uh, I think we got a, I think we're going to have a, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, AD, we can see if we can get him on the line, because uh, we had a few things to chat about, and uh, I just haven't been able to get a hold of him today, so hopefully we'll, we'll have that going, and uh, we'll get to get a chance to talk to him and uh, talk about a few things going on in the in the world of sports, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Swoops Road on the Talk Story Radio Network, sponsored by HealthyNewDay.com. Going to take a quick break, see if we can get a hold of AD, and uh, get this thing started. The world spins before my eyes. One wrong left behind and so I hide under my skin till I can't start all over again and round and round we go to places we don't know so we can redefine the thoughts that roam our mind and round and round we go to places we I get back on And then I'll use my wings And fly until I'm found And round and round we go To places we don't know So we can redefine The thoughts that are on our mind And round and round we go To places we 
My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without big brothers, big sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a seven-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Psst, hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh, you? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is Steve Delamater, and hello to all you out there on the interwebs. Keep it right here on Swoops World. What's shaking, baby? Wanna go for a spin? I got the top down, looking round at places I've been. There's a diner on the corner. Let's go there. I know you're on the line. I know you're live. <laughs> We'd like to welcome back to the show our good friend and colleague, Anthony Davis. He's a five-time national champion, two-time All-American out of USC, played in the NFL, the CFL, and uh, and uh, a, lot, a lot of other things. And, uh, you know, speaking of the NFL, your, your, your former team, the L.A. Rams, are back in town, and they went up north, and uh, it's the same old Rams, man. Well, you know, look, I think it's more on these guys' minds. And like I told you, they're worrying about settling in, their families unconsciously. And I think that's the, that's the concern that they, they have. You know, and I just don't think, you know, uh, uh, as your number one draft choice, I believe you should go with that kid, let him sink or whatever. Just let him go. Let him learn like that. If, if you're going to invest that kind of money in him, don't let him sit. Let him go. If you're going to lose 28 to nothing, just go with him. Let him and Curly get together, Curly, and let them get everything together and start formulating their offense for the future. Right. I mean, that's that, that's my thought of it. I mean, but I don't I don't know. I'm not going to question Fisher, but uh, but to get beat like that when everybody's questioning the turmoil with San Francisco's having on and off the field with Kaepernick and everything, I mean, to go up there and take a spanking like that. I mean, at least they should have scored, and at least they should have gotten the red zone. So it's either. San Francisco is that good, or either L.A. is that bad right now. So, uh, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of adjustments they have to do. You know, I think a lot of this off the field. People don't focus on that, but, you know, they got families, they got kids. Where are my kids going to go to school? Yeah. Where am I going to live? I mean, all those things are going on, too, you know. And then getting settled with, with the environment of L.A. 
I mean, that, that's a big adjustment. You did, you did mention uh, that. You did mention that from the start. Uh, you thought there would be a, 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 an adjustment period, and and then just like you said, moving your family across country and stuff like that, and uh, and you know, it, it may very well be a lot of that going on. Oh, I, I can believe that. I mean, yeah, they're, they're they're pros and professionals, and you're supposed to put that aside. But that's hard to say. It's not like you got a bunch of you know 19 year olds. You got grown men. They got families and uprooted everybody in St. Louis and worrying about selling property. And this and Clunky understands that he's his real estate man. So uh, you know the kids were in school back there. Uh, you know that's <clears throat> so you know that's it. And and and, and that's and that's my thought process on that. Yeah. So you uh, you know the uh, the, the rookie I, I think they said that he's on he's third on the on third on the charts. Um, uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I thought I thought that he would see uh, he would probably end up starting at the beginning of the season. Uh, but you think they'll you think they're going to ease him in over 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 the course of the season, or you you think they're just going with what they think is best for now? Well, they're going to go with best for now, even if he's in the season. I mean, that's adjustment for the rest of the team because every quarterback's different, right. different personalities, different, different approaches to the game. You might have the same system, but each quarterback approaches the system differently. You know, you're running the same stuff, but the way they handle it, the way they deal with the terminology, how they talk to the teammates, and so and they make their adjustments. You know, and each and every quarterback's different. They're not clones. If they were clones, you have Tom Brady's around. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, and Cam Newton's guys like that, but they don't. So everybody has to adjust. It has to be adjustment period for him. Right. One of the things that I, I noticed, uh, God, I, I hadn't seen this kind of stuff in a long time. Uh, one of the guys got frustrated and slammed his helmet on the ground. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, I, I know it's the first game of the season. I know these guys kind of were, had high expectations and stuff like that, but. You know those kind of those kind of penalties when you're getting ejected out of the game uh, for personal fouls. Come on, man! I mean, these guys got to know better than that. Uh, that's right. Absolutely, absolutely. You know the thing is, you know, uh, uh, that's why I always talk, that, like I said. That's why I always bring up the Patriots. That's why I bring them up all the time. Yeah, is that all they're doing is plug, plugging in spark plugs? That's all they're doing, <laughs> and the engine keeps running. <laughs> that's it the engine keeps running i need a new carburetor i put a new carburetor on there i need new tires i put new tires and keep on rolling down the road and always a contender the asc uh situation they're always a contender and, and people should take note of that you can say whatever you want about them but they're always there but i think these coaches and owners have different egos learn from the crafts and bell check yeah 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 you know, if it works, if if it's working, uh, definitely give it a give it a try, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> on the uh, on, on the collegiate level, uh, you know, the we, you know, last week or uh, the first week of the season, SC went up to uh, play. Uh, God, who did they play? Alabama, and uh, it just got spanked, and they and it seemed to seem to bounce back. Obviously, Utah State's a lesser team, but uh, what, did you see anything you like uh, that it improved over the week? Well, no, you can't even make adjustment. There's no improvement until you put, you, put, you play a caliber team. Yeah. When you play a caliber team, match for match, then you know, then that's when you that's when you f- find out what you have. Now you have to compete with the, with the Alabamas or the the powers to be. Right. And you can't judge your thing based on a team that's not even ranked. 
The test will be this weekend. I can't even make a comment on that. The test will be against the, the, the reigning Pac-12 champions. Oh, man, Stanford, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. it. So, I mean, that's going to be the test. I mean, you've, you've already saw what Alabama did, and, and, and Saban's talked like they made a bunch of mistakes and still put up 80 points on FC. Wow. That's what he was talking his post-game thing, <laughs> is that they were very flawed and beating them 52-6. to six. Yeah. So, you know, take that. In other words, they say not only do we, we, we beat you bad, but we beat you sloppy too. <laughs> that's just humiliating, man. <laughs> well, that's exactly why he was talking. He was talking about the third string quarterback. It's it's interesting to, to see, uh, you know, what, what the little things that involve. I think after the game, uh, uh, Kiffin uh, posted something that, uh, you know, at the time he got fired, you know, three eighteen a.m. or something, but he had the score listed. Uh, so, you know, even with coaches, the, there there's some uh, there's some underlying things going on when in these games, aren't there? Yeah, well, you know, he he was hurt the way he was fired. Some people think it it was justifiable. Some people thought it was unprofessional the way he was let go. A lot of people think he should have waited to the next Sunday to get let go uh, uh, of, of that weekend, but it didn't happen that way. I would have done it that way. I'd had him come in uh, and do it that way, but I would never fire him like that. That's just my opinion. That's how I would have handled it. I think I think most people would. You you talk about a professional organization, uh, professional university. You, you fire somebody coming back from a game on the tarmac at the airport. I mean, he still has to clean out his office, a lot kind of good stuff. I mean, you know, you call him in for a meeting the next day, or you know, and and and, and you know, sit down and, and do it the right way. I mean, I, in the middle of the night, uh, just uh, it just it's, it was sleazy all the way around. And, and uh, I don't I don't know why he did it that way, uh, but you know, I've questioned a lot of things that that, that AD did over the over the course of his tenure. So uh, I'm not surprised, but uh, it's definitely uh, not the way that most people would have gone about doing it. Well, there's uh you know, with the, with the, uh, the the lineup this week, you know, you see you see this is SC's going to have the test. They're going to play. They're going to play the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I don't. What did Stanford do last week? I didn't. I don't remember what they did or who they played. Well, I don't know. I mean, they they, they they said they struggled last week. I don't know who they really played. I didn't follow that. You know, I was uh, following the USC thing, but I thought Stanford got by their component. It was a a non-ranked team, but but you never know with Stanford. But Stanford plays a consistent game, but it, for some reason they always get up for the coaching the, the, the coaching situation versus USC, players versus players, the chess game, you know. So that's what's going to happen. I mean, you can throw everything out, throw out what SC did against Utah State, throw out what Stanford did last week. This is going to be the test, and the test is going to be somewhat with Stanford. See where they where they stand now because they lost some key people, but the key the guy that stops in the caffeine is going to see what what, what SC can do. Yeah. Simple. I mean, you know, it's still a learning curve with USC, but, but Stanford's a well-oiled program too, just like uh, Alabama. What's interesting is, you know, when when you start talking about like national champion stuff, national championship stuff, you you have to come out of the gate uh, running. You mean you have to you have to, but when you start talking about divisional uh, championships or divisional uh, conference t- or conference titles. Uh, you know, teams teams can stumble uh, out of the gate and and, uh, and finish the season strong and still be in a position to uh, to win the conference. But uh, those are the, those that are playing for the national championship. There's really very little room uh, room for error, isn't there? 
Well, that's why you need a national playoff system because some teams start slow and start finish, start finishes strong. And, you know, you can't really judge this at the, the beginning of the year because you, when you come out of the box where they had a system set up, you got to come out strong. You got to be blowing people out. Right. But I don't, I don't believe in that because I know some people, some programs start slow uh, uh, and elevates and stuff. That's the reason why you got to have a full fledged national playoff system. None of this stuff where you didn't pick by a computer. That's why. I mean, you know, who know Alabama can stumble next week. You know, I mean, anything can happen. You know, I mean, look at Houston, what they did to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Florida State's going up here to play the, 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 the uh, Louisville. So I mean, anything can happen. That's the reason why you got to have a full fledged playoff. Like I always say, can you pack, can you picture the NFL doing what the college football does? No, no, no. That mean no. that'd be insane. So I mean, it, it, it's similar. The, 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 it is a difference, but I mean, there's more schools, and you got to find out places. But you just need to get the strongest conferences, seed them up, and if anybody else that can get in there, let them get in there too. Just to isolate everybody and say this is the system. Well, the system's flawed. It doesn't work, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, the only thing I know, the only thing I know, the best programs in the country, as we stand, in my opinion, is Alabama and Ohio State. As far as consistency, that's those are my two picks, and every, and then there's everybody else. I would love to put that. I would love to put the FC in that mix, but they're not there yet. No. Don't you believe, uh, well, at least I believe, that one one of the reasons uh, the system's flawed, not not just because they don't have a full-fledged playoffs, but allowing allowing the, the universities to kind of, um, you know, schedule lesser teams uh, throughout the season. Uh, and, and so you, you have some guys, you know, you have some games that really uh, shouldn't, I don't know. I mean, lesser lesser caliber teams are playing. You know, major major universities are playing against lesser caliber teams, and is that just to pad their uh, pad their their record? I know the the lesser teams like it because it brings them some additional uh, uh, revenue. Well, you can bring in revenue playing competitive teams. I mean, you know, you you saw what happened when when FC came came to play Utah State, and they're in the conference. The tenants was down this weekend. I mean, so. Uh, I don't that I, I don't buy that. You start off strong with, with if you give somebody to go out of the conference, make sure they're strong. Right. But have a full fledged playoff. You, right. you 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 pick strong opponents. You don't pick wicked strong and pad the stuff. I don't believe in that. You know, I don't believe in that. But oh, that's how they set everything up. Yeah, and it's, I think that's that's a flaw. That's a flaw in the system there. And, and, well, well, definitely that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what what do you think the uh, the the, the Pac twelve you know how how's the Pac twelve going to stand this year? I mean they've they've been a strong conference uh, the last few years, uh, and you know and Stanford's been strong uh, and finished and you know they've had uh, there were parts of the season last year where the Pac twelve had you know three or four teams in the top fifteen you know top twenty. Uh, do you see that so, happening again this year? That, that doesn't mean anything. I mean it's, it's the Pac. It, look, it's the SEC and everybody else. I mean, you can say, <laughs> I mean, if you ain't beating the, the top dogs, I mean, all of that's just hyperbole and stuff. You, The Pac-12 is weak compared, because look, you saw it happen with Alabama SC. So if SC and Stanford struggle, it was a grudge match, and what Alabama did to SC, and, you know, you know the conference is definitely weak. If, 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 if it's a struggle either way between SC and Stanford this week, you will know that the Pac-12 is weak because – it's anybody's game every given week, and that just shows you that how weak the Pac-12 is compared to the SEC, right. based on what they did to USC. So if, if 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 either SC competes well with Stanford or Stanford just blows out USC, 
then you'll see where this conference is going. Because as far as I'm saying, the two, the, the two powerhouses in the conference is Stanford and there's Oregon and then everybody and there's, there's, there's uh, Washington and then USC's right there in the middle somewhere. We'll find out based on what they, how they perform against Alabama. But then, you know, like I said, it's, it's Alabama, Ohio State, those conferences and everybody else. Right. And you got to judge when, when, when SC plays Hampton, we'll find out. If, if, if it's a 2014 game, that means you, that, that tells you something. <laughs> it's a 20, if, if, it's, if it's a 28-21 game, that, that's going to tell you something. Right. It's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting uh, season uh, all the way around. Uh, you know, you saw some upsets the first week of the season, uh, like you said, like you mentioned, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma. Uh, losing their game and and you see and you know SC getting blown out and uh, you know things are they, I think Florida State struggled um, so you know it's going to be an interesting run and I like to see uh, it'll be interesting to see how things pan out uh, I think like you said Ohio State and Alabama are the teams to watch but I like to see who else shows up in the mix yeah that's it those are the two teams nobody else I mean Urban Meyer and and, and Nick Saban I mean they're the premier coaches in the country. And the front, the, the the programs are all always prepared. I mean, it was a guy who won four national titles in seven years, and they've been in the seven years he's always been there. I mean, that, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's... I mean, you know, come on, you know, you 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 judge you as far as I'm concerned, you judge him and Urban Meyer and the rest of the country, and just like I say, the NFL, you judge the Patriots and everybody else because they've been the most consistent over 13 years, and Satan's been the most consistent over. The seven years, and you got Urban Meyer that's come right up behind this has been right there. So that's how I judge. And, and any of you, but people, listen, you need to judge everything behind those two programs and those two, what I just mentioned. You can say whatever you want. You, you, you can, you know, you know, bloviate and do all this kind of stuff. Then uh, th- those are the three programs that I respect professionally and, and uh, from the college standpoint. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the status of, of those those types of coaches and, and we've talked about this before you know years ago years ago you know there's always a few coaches names that are always around you know John McKay and you had uh, um, uh, Bo Schimbeckler and guys like that and uh, uh, Woody Woody Hayes and stuff like that and you, you know you, you see these over over time uh, where there's always one or two coaches or two or three coaches in the collegiate level that just seem to go on these long runs and put these programs together that last a long time. Uh, and then it kind of fades off, and it's a, it's a rebuilding for those, for those uh, universities lots of times. Uh, do you see, you see? I mean, these guys have had, are off to some good starts, and like you said, seven years and, and uh, I think four years and whatnot. Do you see these guys putting together some, uh, some extended legacies there? Well, look, Saban's already has his legacy. He's, he needs a statue there. He, 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 I mean, he's challenge the great bear Brian, but I mean, he's been more consistent than the, the great bear Brian. So, uh, I mean, he, he's got a dynasty. He's what you got to call a dynasty. Urban Myers is right behind him. Yeah. I mean, he's coming up what he did with, you know, I mean, that's what it is. Now you take my automata USC SC's had three coaches in five years. Well, you can't build a program with that. Right. That kills your recruiting. I mean, you got to have, and I just believe they need to stick with Clay Hill and work with him. Not only he's a nice guy, but give him a chance because you you got to give the program a chance to breathe. If you're not going to do that, you're going to keep choking it off, bringing somebody else in. That just hurts your recruiting in terms of well, kids said, well, I'm was getting acclimated to the way Clay Hilton was working. Now he's gone, or he's going to be. So they don't know. See, 
you can't have an inconsistent program. You got to have a consistent, well-oiled program. And that's how I was when I was there. That's when I said, "Doesn't matter if it's then or even now. You got to have a world. Well, you got to build your, you got to build your statue. You got to build your legacy. And you know, you got kids at 12, 13 years old, you know, saying, "I'm going to USC." That's how it is. And you got kids in Alabama, 12, 13. Hey, I'm going to Alabama. Right. Well, I'm going to USC. I'm going to Ohio. That's how it is. You, you, you got a homegrown them, and you got other people around the country that want to come there. And that's what Saban's done at Alabama, and that's what Urban Meyer's doing at Ohio State. You just got. You just have to do that, and that's why I say take those two programs as an example of how, how to build a program. And consistency is the key. You know, you speak about you talk a, a lot about the system, and when you have guys in in place uh, for a amount of time, they get to they get to build that system, like you said, and, and then when they're successful, then the the recruitment level is up, and people are, are, are planning on going there years before they're eligible, uh, and and you create that dynasty, and, and and you get a long run out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and no one is thinking that way. You know, you're smoking on something on a ship sailing out in the South Pacific because uh, you know if you don't think like these two, those gentlemen think, and what those players, and those players, you see the respect. See, I can tell the respect of players when when one of the savings or Urban Meyer. You might not like certain styles about them, but the end results they win. And when you win, you got the respect. You see, when he speaks, he speaks loud. He, he walks softly with a big stick or loud with, with a big stick, and he gets the results. Right. I mean, I mean, you, if you listen to a, a Sabins on a, on a post game talking about how they had a lot of mistakes and they had a lot of flaws and you still put up 50-something points against some, some great athletes. In other words, he's telling them, hey, man, we could have put 80 points on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's how confident he is in his system overall and his coaching ability and his coaches around him. That's what that's how I interpret that. Yeah. And and that's how all coaches should think. And their egos should you pump your chest and you know, we're the best and you're going to the best. But I think when people play against him they're very apprehensive, they're very intimidated and they very get very nervous of him. Guys like him uh, tend tend to have the ability to uh, to make adjustments throughout the game. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, true, true that they're absolutely absolutely one hundred percent well prepared. But it seems to be that even when th- things that they're doing uh, get stopped or, or or don't don't tend to work, it seems like that he makes you know the right adjustments at the right time. Uh, and then next thing you know, we've got a you've got an eighty yard score or, 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 or a good stop on defense. Uh, is that something that uh, is is learned? Is that something that guys have naturally the ability to to make those types of decisions, or is it strictly because they have the right system in place? Well, they they, they build stuff around who they have. You know, they, they they build what they have, and and they understand their talent and what they do. Uh, You know that's that that's how they do it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know they get they they, they analyze their talent. They see what they can do and they build and, and you know and they're very talented that way. So we're gonna switch gears here a little bit, uh, especially being here in California in the Los Angeles area. You know the big talk the big talk this time of year right now is is the fact that uh, you know Dodgers are winding down and. And Vin Scully uh, is is winding down, and you know, in my lifetime, I mean, I I, I can name a handful of guys that I, I listened to, and they brought a game to you the way the way, the way the game, you know, the way you could listen to it, and you know, that's Chick Hearn, and uh, I think Tom Harmon was the same way, and Keith Jackson, but the best of them, the best of the best is Vin Scully, and 
and he's all I know in my lifetime when it comes to uh, Dodger baseball. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, you know Vin, Vinny? He's he's retiring now. I mean, he's put in a lot of years, sixty some odd years. He's uh, he's he's, in, he's called the games here, and he's only going to go to the end of the regular season. He's not going to do the playoffs. What are your thoughts about uh, Vinny leaving us? Well, well, he might be tired. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> you might be tired, but hell with it. Hundred games a year, and uh, you know, and I think he's he's what, he's close to ninety, close to ninety years old. Uh, but uh, it's going to be different without without him, don't you think? Yes, yes, I do. I think that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, I, and I'm I'm uh, you know I'm, I don't know that uh, because you know he started off when baseball was in radio. Um, I don't think we're going to see these long these the, I mean these types of careers uh, uh, is, is in the sports announcements anymore. I mean that's that's a, 65 years is, is highly unusual anyway. But I don't think you're going to see guys that uh, that go for one team for uh, you know I think who was the guy from the Cubs back in the back in the day uh, Harry Carey. Um, right. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we're going to have guys that last you know 30 40 years anymore. No, those days are over. What are your thoughts on the Dodgers? I know you. I know you follow baseball, and, and you know we, we talked before that uh, Puig. You know, they sent Puig down. They brought him back up. Uh, they, you know, they, I think they're still leading. They're still leading the comp, uh, still leading the division. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Well, they're, they're still trying to find their identity, uh, ownership wise, and you know, and and the team in the beating the conferences uh, in their division is uh, the Giants still, even though they're four up. Yeah. But that's the team that to beat them and get out of the playoffs. Because uh, you know they're, they're going to be there too, even though they're four behind. But I, you know, I think they're doing okay under the circumstances. But they got to figure out a way to keep Quig there, get somebody uh, in change for him if they're going to trade him. I wouldn't trade him. I mean, I don't see anybody out there better than him yeah. to bring in. I don't see anybody. I mean, you might have you might have issues with him on and off the field, but I don't see anybody that uh, that, that that can replace him in terms of pure talent. If he's got some maturity issues, to work through them. But I don't see anybody on the, on the trading block that's, that has his ability. The guy's a beast. You know, speaking of that, I mean, you you played you played uh, sports at a high level and then on a professional level. How important is uh, the, the 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 locker room? Uh, you know, the ability to get along in the locker room. I mean, if you have somebody who's super talented and they're disruptive in the locker room, do you, do you do you do you get rid of them and, and bring in somebody less talented who everybody can can gel with? I mean, well, how important is it? Well, and it's down to money. I mean, if you want to share his contract with somebody, want to take a risk, because look, they got they got a big financial commitment to him. I think he signed a four-year, forty million dollar deal, something like that. So it, it deals on how you deal with the money, and plus you got to say the money's guaranteed. Yeah. So that's that's what they're dealing with. So they got to get somebody comparable to bring in there with that kind of money. You know, so I mean, and it's going to be a risk trade, somebody like this. Like I said, I I don't think it's anybody out there that can. That, that that can replace him and just from pound to pound talent. Right. I mean, the guy can run, he can throw, he's got power. He just, from what I understand, he's got a, he's got a, a maturity problem. But how do you replace a talent like that physically? There's nobody in the league with his dimensions. Other than the guy down in Miami, I can't think of his name, but they're not going to trade him. He's making over, what, a $250-something million contract he signed? They're not getting rid of him. Stanton, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. And, and that's the only comparable guy I saw physically. I don't see anybody else in the league that, that can do what Quigg can do. 
it's it's interesting when you see when you see the decisions that are made on, on the uh, you know on the executive level, uh, and we don't know all the facts and 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 we know, but you, we do know the talent. We can see guys play, see how a guy plays, and and you know you only we only get part part bit, you know bits and parts of uh, of these things and when these decisions are being made. But you know it, 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 you want, you do you do want to question it. You do want to see you know how bad can it be that you that you ship a guy down and and. and you know they were able to hang on while he was down, but they need him. They're definitely going to need him for the playoffs, and they brought him back up. And you know they're starting to get some guys back. Kershaw's back, so I think uh, I think maybe that was a what we used to call an attitude adjustment. Well, if 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 if, if he plays through it and he does well, they said they already got two more years. They'll they'll eat, they'll eat, they'll bite the bullet. Yeah. A little just bite the bullet. I mean, you know, if if he if he performs, which I think he will, I think some I think people like Uribe and and Henley Ramirez has made it, gave a phone call too in talking to him, but they want his teammate, and he flourished when those two guys with the Dodgers. Right. I just thought I thought I thought the Dodgers should never got rid of those two guys and made it, find out somewhere to keep those three intact because you notice he flourished when they were when they were intact when when they were all there together. Right. Those was, that was his best year, and he was and they were his mentors. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking about. Maybe they couldn't afford. To, well, they could afford to keep Reeby and Henley. The thing is, I don't understand. I always thought they should have kept those three together, regardless. Right. Well, we'll see what they do, man. Uh, they're going, we're going. We're almost. We're almost to the playoffs, and uh, things. Things will start to tighten up, and. Uh, you know anything can happen in the playoffs, man. I mean, the thing about baseball, you know, you you can have got what you what looks like on paper doesn't always, and what looked like throughout the season, you know, there's some guys who who flourished in October and they nicknamed them Mister October, and you got guys who who would play great all season long and do nothing come, come uh, postseason. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, and who ends up in the World Series. Well, we'll see. Anybody can be there. Whoever's the hottest team going in October. You know who's who's the hot who's hottest team, especially in this month. I mean, the World Series is in starts you know next month, so I mean, who's ever hot in the playoffs? That's what the key is. Yeah. But the but the team is still the Giants to win, and when it comes to the Dodgers, and the team still the weak beat is Kansas City Royals, and, and until they knock them out of there, they're the they're the team to beat. Yeah. Well, I, I always I always look forward to playoff season, the playoff this time this time of the season, and, and I always I find it really really exciting, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, you're, you people can uh, come see you uh, on uh, every Saturday during this during the uh, collegiate season, huh? Well, yeah, I'm down at the Tavern Bowl, Costa Mesa, the Triangle Square. I'm I'm signing autographs, photos. They can people can view the Notre Dame Killer Trophy. That's the spade. It's the same dimensions as the Heisman Trophy. It depicts, you know, all my stats and games against uh, Notre Dame. And uh, they can come down there, take pictures with it. Uh, they got jerseys there for sale uh, uh, at, at the tavern. And I'll be talking football, both with females and males. And it's really funny that when they're down there, they t- everybody participates. So I'm there every Saturday, home and away games. I know a lot of people say, well, why are you not at the games? Uh, well, I'm really comfortable being from afar. Uh, this year, this season. Now, when the Notre Dame game comes up, I'm sure uh, some people will be pulling on me, but if not, I'll be right there at the tavern. I invite everybody out. Come uh, talk to me about my book and, and the kickoff concussion thing, even though it's a football game, but I'm going to talk about everything. Because uh, in the past couple of weeks, uh, I've talked to 
I've talked about football, national champions, runs, the book, and, and football safety. I've talked about everything. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to try to get down there in the next couple of weeks, uh, uh, if we if we can't make it this week, and then and the following week to, to broadcast live with AD at the Tavern Bowl in Costa, Costa Mesa, right? Yeah, the Triangle Square in Costa Mesa, Triangle right Square. off the 55 freeway. Exactly. Hey, AD, you should be right there with the old, 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 old Nike town. That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> so you. You've been there before, huh? You've been there before it was a tavern bowl. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to have a chance to chat and, and catch up on a few things. And uh, we're going to do it again real soon. And like I said, I'm going to try to make it down there. Uh, either this week or next week to, to broadcast live with you and uh, and hang out and and chat with the folks and um, let the people who can't make it down listen to what, what's going on down there. So uh, until we see you again, man, you have a great one, brother. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Anthony Davis, everybody. The, the, uh, it's always, uh, always a pleasure to have him on the show and, and chat and hear what he's got going on. And uh, we look forward to it each each time. So. Uh, you know, this, it's, it's a short one today, but uh, we're, glad, we're glad you tuned in, and uh, thanks thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon. You've been listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network, sponsored by HealthyNewDay.com. Ba-ba-ba. And where are we here? Right there. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. 